Welcome to Casual Quest Masters, a casual master quest podcast. In this podcast, we'll follow the adventures of a group of characters who simply want to find their way in the world, but a more sinister plot is evolving around them. How will they fare? What will they do? Let's find out today on Casual Master Quest. Get your dice ready because we're back to another session of Casual Quest Masters. Oh, oh god, uh, middle age. Uh, welcome to our own Faerun, everybody. Welping, er, welping. Uh, representing Neverwinter is Nikhil Chodimela. Hi, I play Vol Nightwalker Val Nugoni, and he is still waiting to hunt properly this time. <laughs> Brandon Thresher. I play Magdor Band Iron, and uh, he's not sure he can go through another Armageddon. The first one didn't leave him too whole. <laughs> and yours truly is arms. Uh, Tyler Vitito as Knox, the sorcerer who took chase and took an elbow to the face. And last but certainly not least is our all-powerful dungeon master, Glenn Houston. I am that I am. I don't know. I just wanted to say something because I'm like the guy who controls the god. C- controls the what? I control the gods. I'm the deity of deities. Sure. How are you guys doing? How's 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 your uh you know no nearly the end of 2019? Oh my gosh! I just looked at that and was like, wow, we're almost almost done with this this puppy. How you guys doing? Yep. Great. Uh, trying to hold through. Uh, no news November, where I don't read a newspaper. Uh, I've been practicing all year. I, I uh, uh, read newspapers. I was gonna <laughs> say with these short episodes and and frequent. I'm going to run out of arm puns soon. I'm going to have to find a new thing to make fun of Magdor for. Yep. All right, time to chop up I mean, Magdor's eventually leg. eventually you'll have... Big raid. <laughs> and eventually you'll have an army of puns. Yeah. So. That's uh, next week. Uh, <laughs> oh, way, way to go, Glenn. Good job taking away... Stole my like, ...using a stockpile of arm puns. Now he's got even less. <laughs> What's he going to do now, four. Glenn? Have you thought about that? Page four of Google no, I just figured puns. he'd be able to, you know, reuse it. I trust him. He's big brain. He'll be fine. He'll find a fun way to play with that and throw it back in my face some sometime in the near future. I mean, theoretically, you does might. it have to be the whole arm joke? Maybe we can start making like uh, missing hand jokes. Like, uh, give him a list of jokes. That way they're handy for him. Or something like that. Like, man, I would say that you're doing a good job, but you're a little rusty. Uh, you know? Or, <laughs> hey, Glenn, if you steal another joke of mine, you might come to harm that, that, that. <laughs> Brandon, you that like was a cough and a laugh at the same time. I was say that felt like it metaphorically came with uh, the the hammer being pulled back on a pistol. There, it's just like <laughs> arm, ha, arm. I didn't want to go that far. I don't know. I feel like it might be reaching a little bit. <laughs> oh man! Uh, right. No. Just we were playing Dungeons and Dragons, so let's find out who's going to give us our lovely recap from last week. Are we going by the rules from an hour ago? Oh no no no! Oh okay. Oh no we, no! We These things happen rules. live. All right all right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <sighs> okay all right. I'll take a nine. Oh no! Keep going. All right. 
Uh, the roles have Call been decided. Out. Dice on the floor from highest, or I guess in the most beneficial, Brandon? I got that nine. Yeah, you are technically the safest. Uh, well, no, actually, I guess I was uh, with the six. But uh, Nick went for the golfing uh, tournament there. I rolled, uh, I rolled a one, which is actually, <gasps> if you think about it in uh, poker, um, the one is the ace and the ace is the highest. Um, <laughs> so clearly I get to choose like last week because it was, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I think that's choosing is the 20. Uh, no, no, I think, you're, the... I think you're mistaken. Um, and let me tell you why as I give you the recap. Sorry, it's um, so disjointed. <laughs> Previously on Casual Quest Masters. The group, well rested, wake up and tend to their own needs as they had camped the previous night with Razid Silverhand and his entourage as they were headed. Our group is headed to Luskin. Razid's group headed to... Uh, Gauntlegrim. Hey, look, I got that right. Um, Good job. Magdor starts working on his iron chips, and he decides to turn them into coins with our party on the chips as a sign of trust. Bull um, finally has a chance to relax and do nothing, because for, for, for once in a very long time on the job, he has a chance to be safeguarded and not worry too much, so he kicks his feet back a little bit, and Nox is working on a little extra treat for Vol that Vol's a little indifferent to because Vol's on the job, uh, but still appreciative of um, as he gets treated to some later. Um, as the group travels on, the group debates over Sparkle Sparks, our brand new horse. They argue over who Sparkle Sparks likes more, and Vol is clearly Sparkle Sparks' favorite, but everybody loves Sparkle Sparks. Sounds like socialism. The party splits, uh, the, uh, halfway through the day, the party splits with uh, Razor Silverhead, um, and then they make camp later on in the night, their travel goes off without a hitch, um, and as they set up for the night, and they set up a sleep schedule, watch schedule, uh, it goes uh, in the order of Vol, Vol, Nox, Magdor. Um, as Nox is carving up uh, the mutton that he had cooked uh, previously uh, with the camp, uh, gives a piece to Vol. Vol's appreciative, but he does that with an obsidian knife that he got from the Raven Queen, or an obsidian dagger that the Raven Queen had turned his old dagger into. Magdor is curious. Magdor notices something different about this knife, and is maybe concerned? Maybe a little... bewildered. Uh, but then the watch continues, or at least begins. Uh, Vol's watch goes off without a hitch. Nox's watch goes off without a hitch. Magdor, however, decides that during his watch, he's going to be working on making more coins for the party and for the people that they meet who they know they can trust. This results in Sparkle Sparks being kidnapped. Marenapped. 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 Magdor realizes a little too late, wakes up the party, to which Vol's natural reaction is, stay here, I will go after and find the party then decides they're not sure what to do, and Nox presumes to transform into Blue Vol and go after Vol. Vol, being the master hunter that he is, tracks is doing a good job of staying on top of the tracks and is looking down, uh, going through the forest, looking looking for Sparkle Sparks. When 
Something sneaks up on him. Volt sends an elbow in response, turning around and realizing that it was actually Blue Volt, aka Knox. And then the party carry on, without any apologies being issued at that point. They come across a clearing where Sparkle Sparks is tied. Vol approaches Sparkle Sparks. Vol's brother pops up. Surprise. Ooh, yay. Um, Vol's brother, Trod. Door. <laughs> stole um, Sparkle Sparks to, to get some alone time with Vol uh, so that he can pass down the family heirlooms, uh, ways of being a rune knight. Vol and his brother catch up. Vol introduces his brother to Knox. He gives his brother a party coin. And as his brother's about to leave, Vol says, Do you want to throw a dwarf? And then together with Sparkle Sparks, Vol, Trod, and Knox go back to the camp where Magdor sees two hulking Goliath running at him, very excited, at which point he's treated to a session of dwarf extreme frisbee. That is where we ended. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I imagine like And this was in the morning, right? Yes, yeah, yes, it was. I just imagine like uh Magdor like maybe some epic music as he hears like the ground shaking. As, like a cutscene of like rocks bouncing on the ground, all of a sudden like slow motion out of the tree line, you just see these giant running like bears coming out of the woods. Brandon, you were right. I think uh, that is out of all the episodes we've done so far, that moment with the two glides running at you and then picking you up and throwing you is probably the most animatable moment. Oh, yeah. Or like the, oh, yeah. the most visual moment we've had <laughs> so far. It was such a beautiful moment when Magdor was like, I got you, Vol. He started charging at his brother. Like, <laughs> that was great. He was ready. <laughs> <laughs> when he was, he was like super down for it, and then he started to throw, and he's like, "I'm not so sure about this." And the way that you said it too, like I got to, you like, like he started to break aerodynamics and started tearing uh, air into plasma with how quick he started spinning them. Like it, I'm just surprised Magdor didn't just start flying away up like, in the air. Magdor gone. You might have had your friend not caught you. <laughs> Got very lucky with that uh, strength. Uh, oh, yeah. That's great. So, Glenn, uh, could you uh, set the scene yeah. for us now? Yeah, so uh, at this point, um, Trod has uh, said his goodbyes and headed back off uh into the forest, presumably headed back towards the spine of the world, which is to the north, um, compared to the north directly, which is where you're headed. Um, and um, now it's kind of up to you exactly what you'd like to do. Um, you have a dwarven friend who's still a little discombobulated and choosing to lay on the ground. Your Sparkle Sparks is back, uh, being led back into the camp by Nox. And... Uh, I imagine you are, uh, Volier, watching your brother head off into the forest. As uh, yeah. Um, as soon as he starts to head off and he like disappears into the tree line, uh, Vol would probably uh, start packing up and taking 
camp down, I guess, and then just getting the card ready to go. Uh, I'm going to be laying on the ground still. I'm just going to kind of yell out, I'll need some help. I, I gave general. you guidance, Magdor. Just do your thing. Are you, are you next to me? Can I uh, see you? I walked up to you, I gave you a light kick, casted guidance on you, and I kept going. So I'm guessing in like the, the vein of that minute. Can I like grab your ankle and just like oh I'll need I'll need some mail. I, I guess I would turn and I look and uh can <laughs> I dead eye the alchemist jug? Dead eye? Get uh do I have view of uh the alchemist jug? It would have been probably in the cart near, uh, nearby, uh, Magdor's stuff because it's one of his things and it's probably too large to just like set in a bag. Okay. Uh, I guess I would go over and I would get his alchemist jug provided Magdor would let go of my ankle. Like, I, I like, I don't say anything immediately. So I try like shaking <laughs> him off because, uh, I'm kind of let working. go when you start shaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I guess uh, they would go get the alchemist jug. And uh, would I know which one gives off alcohol? You've seen him do it enough times. Okay, that you, I was worried you that you're gonna make me roll randomly that. and accidentally start pouring acid down <laughs> his throat or something. But mayonnaise. <laughs> I mean, sure, I would. I uh, <laughs> uh, much like I, uh, you know. Uh, you splash water over the face of somebody who's drunk and you're trying to wake him up, I would just pop the cork and uh, let that sucker flow over his mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you didn't have to waterboard me. <laughs> and I sit up and take the jug and just start drinking from it. As as that's happening, as that's happening, Volt's going to go up board. and pick up Magdor and then just put him in the cart. Am I still drinking? You're he just, just continues to drink. <laughs> He's Winnie the Pooh with honey, but a dwarf with ale. <laughs> yeah. I got a rumbly in my tumbly. Awesome. Alright, I'm in the car. I'm good. You guys do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I think I... Yeah, there's not much to take down, because two of you were sleeping in the cart, so... Uh, as long as Vol's gotten his stuff together. I think there was only one in the cart. Uh, I'm pretty sure. It was just the one. It was yeah, just Knox. My, uh, I guess you could interpret it as it was as uh, advances were uh, spurned, and uh, I'm pretty sure they both sat by the fire. I did say something along the lines of where you sleep in tonight, big boy, to him. The no I think that was wasn't the really wording. along the lines. That was verbatim, actually. I'm pretty sure. That was verbatim? Oh yeah. my gosh. And that was specifically for Magdor. Well, then Magdor, your stuff is still on the ground, aside oh, yeah. from the alchemy jug. Well, I, I don't have much stuff, so... I would uh, probably get the, the horse tied up to the uh, the carriage, try to just secure it, and... Uh, cool, yeah. Get, get the tack and harness kind of put on. Cool. Trying to raise my uh, friendship you level. You like what I... Yes, Glenn? Did you like what I did with the sparkle sparks uh, with your voice when you went sparkle sparks? <laughs> Here's a test right now. <laughs> oh, sparkle sparks! You look so great today. As I uh, feed our mare uh, is apple. Okay. Cool. Yeah. She got give an apple. apple once you get the tack and harness on. 
Um, if, if Vol, you're able to kind of just like throw Magdor's stuff in there because he's just drinking. Yeah. Uh, he has like a bag, you know, and like <laughs> like something that he sleeps on. And so you just kind of chuck that in next to him and it like lands at his feet and you put the rest of your stuff, get your bedroll put away. Um, and the remainder of the stuff gets put in pretty simply because you get pretty simple pick up and take down as long as you guys aren't putting up a tent, you know, and you right. haven't had to as of yet. So um, is there anything else you wanted to do before you got you know, made way now that the horse is ready and you're all packed up. Can I look up in the sky? Does it look like it's getting cloudy or what's the weather like? It is absolutely cloudy. I'm going to say cool biting breeze coming from the north and a little to the west from shoreside coming at you. Oi, do you guys think we should put up this top? I don't want to get snow. I mean, if you want, we can. Should only take like maybe a a few minutes if it comes down. I, I mean, unless it starts hailing or something. I don't think uh, we really should uh, put it up until it, you know, it's clear. All right. I, I think we're missing the uh, the Goliath in the room, though. Uh, that was your brother. Uh, yes. Wait, uh, that was your brother? I thought that was just a random yeah. Goliath. No, no, that was that was my bu- brother, uh, Trod. He's my uh, younger brother, actually. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh. which is why, uh, Magdor. <laughs> uh, again, just to let you know, uh, I gave him one of those coins because, um, I died before I didn't trust him. It's a good thing I got complimented, then, huh? So if we ever run into him again, he'd be hard to miss. Uh, Especially because I'm sure at this point he'd recognize you from now on, Dwarf. You you say he's hard to miss, but Magdor didn't see him last night. Did you say that as well, Nox or as Tyler? No, I say that out loud. Uh. Well, I think um, uh, he was a little busy and not exactly watching out. And why, I would, why weren't you guys watching? I would because do the, we were asleep. The position of Vol, I can imagine would do crossing his arms, like, mockingly, just like, hmm. Suspicious. Uh, uh, suspicious. I thought we were safe, so I've minted some coins. I was I supposed to know that your brother was here. He never told me. I didn't know either, but what if it wasn't my brother? And what if it was Wolves that got Sparkle Sparks? If anything happened to Sparkle Sparks, I'm gonna kill everybody. What happens if those uh, wolves untied that horse safely and silently and just walked her off in the night? Those wolves would have gotten... Some... Those would be some werewolves, then. I don't think regular wolves can use their hands. Well, the point being is, you were on watch, and if you missed something like my brother, and if it was something else and not him, we could have been in danger. Regardless, I'm not too... <clears throat> Excuse me, that was a bug. I'm not too upset about uh, what happened this this morning, but um... <laughs> I just imagine full like talking. A firefly hits his tonsils. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he just like walks off like, yeah, it's fucking nothing. It's just a bug. Mm, protein. <laughs> it's like, did any of you ever get into vine? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I was yeah. more of a liquor. Have you seen guy. the one where the girls like? She's like eating. Oh my gosh, 
I didn't say red vines, but um, no, the girl's like eating something that's like longish and her friend is driving and just like breaks really oh, quick yeah. and it like hits the back of her throat. And she's like, oh. <laughs> it was a McFlurry spoon. That's what I imagined. Just na- was it a McFlurry spoon? Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. That's what I imagined. You're just like, oh, uh, sorry, bug. Uh. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get moving. You can ask me all the questions oh, you want God. while we're on the road. Your vines. Right. So um, I refresh my phone. How long is it to Luskin now? Uh, about a little over a day, depending on the time you make. Well, so you can you can take an easy day and then get there early morning tomorrow if you want to camp tonight, or you could like just go and then you'll get it there like late night. Would Vol know this? Because it has been mm-hmm. a while since he's been to Luskin, so would he know that if he pushed it, they'd be be able to get there like late night? Yeah, your inherent kind of sense of space and time, on top of the fact that there are sort of like progress markers not necessarily mile markers but right, you have an right. idea from okay. certain points on this road because it's well traveled yeah 23 miles to luskin oh wait and like i, I kind of like rub the sign and it says mi but like it falls off and it says cam ah there we go much better <laughs> and all right, um, let's set off all right great if- yeah so very similar to before are you going to just so i'm aware try to push through until and get there like at one or two in the morning sort of thing or are you going to try and take it a little easier and then get there in the morning tomorrow bull's going to try to push through but he's going to think that he's going to make it earlier so he's not going to tell the group thinking that he's going to make it there by like 10 at night or something not that it's going to take that long okay. so until somebody protests that we're like traveling through the night or whatever he's not going to stop uh, if you don't mind, before we take off, I'd like to say that when I was uh, just finishing up preparations and make sure everything's packed away, I found a book. Glenn's giving me like, what the fuck is he talking about? Uh, I like, uh, I guess I'd put, you know, set up, uh, recount the uh, the rations, rations, rations. Uh, I'll guess myself that every time. Actually, I, I use different pronunciation still every time and like no you're fine the, the intention of language is you know understanding and if you say rations i know what you mean you're fine cool cool also screw that pokemon carcal anyways uh i find a book <laughs> like uh like under maybe like uh some scruff in the back it's like wait what, what's this and i'll pull it out and I realize it's not a book from any of us. It must have gotten left with uh, the cart or something when it got resold, or otherwise uh, somebody was working on it and just kind of left it there. It was... Who the hell knows? And uh, I'll open it up because can it have also have had like a leather bag attached to like a, an animal skin pouch connected to it with some random looking components as well? Uh, as long as I'm not accidentally taking Vol's Rune Night book, then yes. Oh yeah. No. Okay, good. Yeah, because no, it would be. It, it's like a bag full of like weird incense and stuff. Like I, I was a af- weird. Right? I was afraid. You know, <laughs> uh, I was about to die. Uh, but yeah, I, I look and uh, you're not wrong, boy. Thank you, Nick. Uh. uh anyways. Uh. <laughs> like there's there's no title on it, and I was like, hmm, hmm. And I open it up, and the first thing I see is very tidy writing 
Like, uh, a lot of it's almost complete gibberish, but, uh, like, notably in this first page, I start seeing works of a, you know, a couple of spells, and with the, the tide writing and the materials and stuff, you see my nose kind of, like, flare up as I'm hit with this pungent stink of something that Nox is not particularly fond of. The writing of a wizard. Uh, and he's like, ugh, algebra. And, uh, like, yeah, they they look at it, and they kind of, like, look at this uh, first page and goes, oh. Oh. Hmm. Like, you just start hearing, uh, like, uh, Magdor and Vol, like, uh, as I guess we start getting moving, uh, you just hear, like, me making, like, weird notes of uh, approval from the back. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so Nox is uh is reading through this uh book that you hadn't seen previously uh in his, in their possession, but you know. Yeah, like bag full of stuff. You never know what Nox could have had. That's a player. I'm just trying to role play out the fact that uh I got the ritual caster feat, which means I find a book with a couple of spells in it from a spell list. I have to pick the spell list and so I chose wizard. And so uh Nox does not like wizards uh, inherently just because uh, sorcerers and wizards typically don't get along, you know, high on the person of heart. It's like the Neji versus Rock Lee from Naruto situation, except I'm the Neji in this situation, and you know, it doesn't help my case, but yeah. But yeah, I, I start looking through, uh, like, the most of the pages are like either blank or just completely intelligible, but... For some reason, these first two pages are completely readable for old Nox, and that's great. And, uh, if, if you don't mind, Glenn, I'm gonna, like, uh, begin prepping the cast the first spell I see in the book. Awesome. How long does that take? Like, an hour? Uh, hour ten minutes. Hour ten? Cool. And for the other two players in the party, now we've kind of seen a little bit of the mechanical, you know, benefits of what happened because you guys leveled up. Which is right. Uh, for both Magdor and Vol, what did you guys choose to take as you wake up in the morning and feel refreshed and invigorated and perhaps a little rest? Um, um, good. Okay. Um, so I chose level four in Ranger. Uh, you get an ability score improvement, or uh, but I chose to take a feat instead. Um, and I took the feat Observant, uh, which means uh, two things I get. I get a plus five added to my passive perception um, or passive intelligence. Um, and I get, if if I can see people talking in a language that I understand, I can read their lips and I can understand what they're saying. Um, and this is probably, narratively at least, how I think it works is Volt's been doing this for a while. And him tracking Sparkle Sparks and his brother reminded him of how much fun it is and he hasn't done something like this in a while because uh, Vol used to be a hunter and he remembers hunting uh, and he misses it and he's just excited so it's just bringing back like it's just he's sharp he's waking up he's ready he's woke get it boy alright Magda what about you alright so I took a feat as well for level 4 Mine's going to be narrative too. You guys so. are all so awesome. Three feats. I'm so proud of you. So as we're traveling, I'm going to kind of 
Vol's guiding the carriage, right? Like he's sitting up at the driver's seat. Affirmative. I'm going to kind of climb my way up next to him. And I'm assuming there's enough space for me to sit down next to him. Yeah. Just enough, maybe? I don't know. Obviously, he takes up there is a lot now. of the bench. Kinda... Equivalently, it's like a like like a park bench. So, like, two people, maybe three, could sit up there. So, I'm going to sit up next to him and squeeze my way and just kind of enjoy the view with him. And uh, at a certain point, we'll be like, Whoa, uh, can I ask you a favor? Sure. I, I saw you fighting the other day. And I've, I've noticed that my iron arm can hold my war hack, war, war hammer uh, by itself. You think you'd be able to teach me some of that fancy two-hand fighting that you've got? And uh, I, I've got my war hammer in my left hand here, and I've got... Uh, I don't have a dagger or anything, so I, I've just got an empty hand in the other hand. Be like, I, I just feel like... Yeah, I feel like I can do a lot more with two war hammers. I I could. Um, we could go through some sparring lessons and I could show you. Uh, it'll be a little different in your case because uh, you're far shorter than I am. So your sense of balance will be different and the kinds of weapons you use will affect how you fight. But I could help you learn. Alright, well, while we travel, you mind if you just give me some pointers and I can test it out if we uh, need to get into a tussle on the way there? Of course, in your case, I think it'd be very simple. You've got a hammer, um, you're not as agile as I am, uh, you just need to hit hard. So, you, that that's all, like, <laughs> it's, it, it, bull is actually like, like, it sounds silly, but you just actually just really need to connect your, your swings. You just need to hit as hard as you can, because you're just going to be using a second hammer, I'm assuming. I, you, you guys have seen the, uh, meme of, from, uh, the, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, where you've got Peter B. Parker in his sweatpants, like, saying what he's going to do, and then Miles Morales is looking at him, like, looking up in the fake yeah, Spider-Man yeah. <laughs> mask. That's what it's like. I'm just looking up at you, just absorbing all this information in. Hmm. So, my, my perk Specifically, is too, for you, Forge Cleric, um, it's important to remember that your channel divinity can be used to create another Warhammer. Right. So, if you wanted to have done that in the morning... Well, I, I did the coin journey, this morning. Well, that's the, that was at the end of your long rest. That was that was before, you know, the morning. That was during your watch, so the sun hadn't even come up. All right. So I guess I'll. Uh... So, I mean, like because of the fact that you know your channel divinity is once per day, like so you would have done that during the light activity portion of your long rest, and then your long rest would have completed, and you can use your channel divinity at that point if you want to create another warhammer. All right. Um... So that way, you actually have that available to you to have two weapons you know like that's a super benefit of being a forge cleric is being able to make those kind of on the fly so. he would need well, gonna, the, the materials right it's like up some metal I yeah say, I, I, mean, I think if you i think it also says I'm, if you just throw coin on the ground you can turn gold into the equivalent as well if, if you wanted to I mean, even if you wanted to take some of your iron chips or if you wanted to say you brought right. a few iron ingots with you from before, I'm okay saying that you brought them. Like, well, I wouldn't have had them from before, but that's what the iron chips were originally for. So I'm going to be like, well, good. 
I was gonna say, like, there's a nice steel rivet that's the support of the wagon. You see that, you go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you just take one of Vol's swords and turn it into a Warhammer. Hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, Vol. <laughs> I've yes. noticed you've got a lot of swords. You mind if I borrow one? Uh, uh, well, uh, well, when I say borrow, I mean, can I have one? Well, I only have the two swords on me right now, and I use both of them, so... No. Uh, Alright, and I'm gonna get up and... Oh, thanks for the advice, too. And I'm just gonna walk away. Did Remember, not... you can't guard as much if you're swinging two hammers around, so be careful. Did we not say, collect any uh, swords from the bandits or anything like that? When we uh, cleared them out? Like, he did, but I assume they were left within the context of your your personal belongings that got left specified that you brought. Yeah, them. I wouldn't like Vol wouldn't have bought anything except for what he needed. Okay, no, that's fair. I just wanted to make sure I was on the up and up. All right, uh, I'm gonna walk over to Knox. You're just gonna like hop off that front bench and into the back of the wagon. Yeah, just, just kind of climb down, spider climb. <laughs> like, it's roll funny backwards. to me. You like said, "I walk away," and I'm like, "You walk away where?" <laughs> I'm just onto walking. the road. I've got I've got uh, Moradin on my side. I can go wherever I want. He hops on the ground and runs as fast as the wagon slows down just a little bit and hops back into the back. Yeah. Or just fall forward and let the wagon go over me and just grab it right at the end. <laughs> launch up all right so anyway i'm in front of Knox now either way yeah uh yeah. when when he gets in front of me uh he would see that i'm actually like maybe making a five inch diameter circle into the floorboard of the wagon uh looks uh, like i'm using uh, some kind of like a charcoal pen or something like that oh you channeling your divinity too i'm about to do that myself uh uh, yes. Well, well, I I actually need a favor from you. I I can't. I need some material. Uh, like uh, you see, uh, Knox looking uh distractedly over at uh, like it. They're staring at the circle intently, like they're trying to concentrate, just because uh, they're trying to cast a ritual. But like, uh, it's kind of like a, a frustrated teacher. Like, I, uh, what, what do you need, Magdor? Do you have an extra dagger or uh, an extra uh, sword? I, I preferred that I could, that I could borrow. Uh, and uh, by borrow, I mean keep. Well, I have two daggers. One I can't really give you. Uh, just because, I, like I can't I, work with that one anyway. But yeah, 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 I, I have two daggers, but you can have you can have the one, and uh, oh, oh. I, I kind of like uh, head jerk towards uh, my uh, pouch of holding that's probably like sitting over to the uh, next to me that I just kind of toss to the side. Like uh, it, it's somewhere in there. Just think dagger, but think dagger hill, preferably. Uh, you shouldn't stab yourself unless you want to help with the sacrifice, uh, the ritual. Do you have both daggers in there? Uh, just the one. Uh, I would have the obsidian okay. one on my hip. I was gonna say, because if you had that, you know, that's gonna be no. on his mind grabbing it. <laughs> but that's what he <laughs> thinks. Magdor he thinks you said... That. You think he... Or he thinks you said dagger in there, so he's like, oh, 
I don't want to work with that obsidian one, so I'm going to go ahead and, and kind of reach in and think Iron Dagger, specifically. And, uh, I'm assuming it just comes to me from the bag? Yeah, the you dagger. close your hand and, uh, it would, you'd feel the, the handle of it. I believe that's how it works with the pouch of holding. Alright, so I'm going to grab it out. And, uh, is this the one? Just uh, kind of start swinging the dagger around. Oh, thank God that's the one, because if that was the other dagger, I'm not sure what would happen. Yes, all you right, can... All right. That's yours. Happy birthday. All right, I'm going to go off and do uh, my ritual for that. Uh, and how many iron coins do you think I would have to add to the dagger to make a warhammer? Like ten. So I'm going to say, well... I don't think we're going to have a hundred friends, so I'm going to count out ten coins. This should be enough, and I'm going to put it down there. I'm going to look over at, uh, huh? I was, I was going to say, Nox would probably mutter, just you wait. I'm going to look over at Nox and say, well, since this is your dagger you're letting me use, uh, I'll let you name the Warhammer. What what should it be called? You're going to put Magdor, do you do you see what I'm doing right now? Oh? I, I, I'm doing magic. I'm trying to concentrate, and you're going to ask me. I got something else the name right now, it looks like, and it's going to be beautiful. You can name it. All the right, we'll name the Warhammer Beautiful, then. But what happens if I wanted that name? You said it's going to be named Beautiful. You got something else to name, it's going to be beautiful. The Warhammer's going to be called Beautiful. Okay, yes. Alright, so I'm going to work on this, and I'm going to do my Channel Divinity, Artisan's Blessing, as we uh, travel along and just make this really rinky-dink, like, not rinky-dink, but just a, a standard Iron Warhammer, nothing really fancy about it, except in the side of the engraving and is going to be... Uh, in letters you can hardly read because they're so cursive that it says beautiful on the side. I am, like, so, awesome. so curious right now. Vol, you know, is, like, eyes forward, you know, riding the horse. And he's hearing, like, ominous magic and, like, forging <laughs> magic <laughs> happening behind him just out of the blue. Uh, how is he? He's so observant, though. He doesn't even throw him off. It's not it's not middle of the night, so it doesn't matter. We're not attracting any enemies that we can't see, so he's not concerned. It's like uh Nox is making fireworks and Vol is or not uh sorry, Vol uh, Magdor is doing what Magdor does. It's just it's just weird that we just kinda turn into like a, a miniature magic workshop back there. Vol's on Cloud Nine, he hasn't seen his brother in so long and in like years. Like he hasn't seen his like any of his family in easily like more than a decade. And uh Yeah. No, Vol's just happy. Okay. And he's just getting ready mentally to, to do the thing. Glenn. So like just just like the 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 slightest hint of a smile in the corner of his mouth, but not a smile. No no no. No, it's very no, Okay. No, yeah. Like a, Only see him smile or laugh when he's drinking and he's like a little drunk, but it's just kind of like a... It's like, ah, uh, fuck, I can't remember what I was watching. It was like, you see those wrinkles? That's how you know he's happy. It's kind of thing feet? where it's like... No, no, it's... Uh, no, um, I was watching... An, too, was that too much? No, I was, wa <laughs> I was watching an anime and the, the, the protagonist had a older brother 
who's always perpetually upset, never smiles, but when he's happy, he gets wrinkles on his forehead. And so his friends come over and he's like, I'm upset that, is he okay? Like, I'm afraid we piss him off. No, you see those wrinkles? He's really happy. So that's kind of like what the group would know Vol by now. Is like, you see that look on his face? I mean, I'm the one that sure hasn't changed yet. That one, he's pretty happy. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's just anime. But yeah, sure. I was going to say, is that Naruto? Well, I mean, it's one specific one that I watched. But yeah, no, it's uh, Vol's happy. Yeah. So he doesn't care too much right now for what's happening in the carriage. As long as nothing happens to Sparkle Sparks. Glenn, I just wanted to ask, uh, would you say I had enough time to observe what uh, Trod looks like from a physical perspective? Yeah. Okay. Hmm? Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm focusing on casting this until you tell me an hour and ten minutes have passed, so... Okay, yep, uh, we're going to take the two. passive perception of the person who's doing nothing during the morning because you two are at least for the first hour or so kind of distracted um so go ahead and roll a d20 for me well and your passive is 20 right passive perception is 20 uh that is correct awesome i rolled a 15 awesome yeah so uh as you're traveling along the morning goes by without consequence but at some point or another both magdor and nox you both complete your tasks. So what what does that look like for our, our audience and the rest of the party being me and Vol? Um, uh, Magdor, do you want to go first or? Sure, my, mine's mine's quick. It's just that Warhammer that I uh, was explaining earlier. I kind of pick it up and look at it, you know, kind of admire like, you know, it's been a long time since he's really blacksmithed something. And yeah, he did it through Channel Divinity, but he's kind of like, all right, th this wasn't too bad. And he kind of walks over to Knox to show them uh, the creation. And uh, oh, I, oh, check this out! Like, do you just kind of like in both hands, like kind of show it to me, or uh, how, how? Yeah, you I just kind of hold it out to you where you can see the beautiful along the uh, not the hill and not the hammerhead, whatever that bracket in the middle is. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like what holds the hilt to the hammerhead, that's where it is. So I'm just kind of showing you that. Hmm. Now, question for you, Magdor. From a mechanical perspective, <laughs> um, does either of these, like... Because I know you have, like, a hand portion of your arm that can, like, detach from, like, your... Effectively, your stub. Right. You know, where it was cut off. Um, now, do, do either of these, like, attach in where the hand would? Kind of like a no, detachable, no. removable, kind of interchangeable thing? It just literally grips the, the yeah, handle. Because like I can just open and okay, close cool. it, and it's it's like an alligator, you know? Once it stays closed, it's closed, you know? Yeah. We're not Copy. Robocop yet. Cool. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Awesome. Let's Lovely. hear from uh, Nox. What, how, does, how, does the, how does this ritual kind of manifest for you? Uh, I guess... Uh, once I finish the ritual, nothing happens immediately. Yeah, like uh, the the runes in the circle just kind of stop glowing, and I go, "Ah, oh, Magdor, that's great." Wait, how did you turn a two gold piece dagger into a fifteen gold piece warhammer? That's well, magic. Oh, iron. Iron. Oh. Uh, so don't go near any magnets with that. That's you'll set off uh, the old school banks. Uh, we were talking about that last. Uh, not session, but night, yes. Uh, that's awesome. And 
wow, the 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 immaculate design of the uh, the the handle. Wow, uh, the the bevels on this hammer. This is gonna fuck something up when you hit it. I'm hoping that the blood will fill in where it says beautiful, and it'll just be a red beautiful. Now, where does it say the word uh, beautiful? (laughs) On the, uh, between the hilt and the warhead. Okay, okay. Like the handle itself. I look at it, and, like, you see stars in Nox's eyes. Like, oh! Magdor, this is beautiful. Oh, yeah, no. That's the name of the Warhammer. I don't know why I keep saying axe. It's a Warhammer. When it's a hammer and axe, Warhammer. After you say that, I just kind of like, oh, it's not a bad idea. And just kind of walk away mid conversation thinking. You just fall out of the wagon that's still a moving wagon. <laughs> <laughs> You do keep saying that. I keep walking. I walk to him. I walk to them. I walk away. I walk up to them. I'm like, you mean you scoot over in the, in the cart closer? Small. Like, he waddles. It's this is fair. two or three steps. Still walking. He's got to walk. True. <laughs> He's tiny. So, but nothing happens, Nox. Yeah. Uh, how long does nothing happen that's noticeable? Because obviously something is going to happen, probably. So, Nox was immediately expecting nothing to happen, but like, they got the sensation that the spell completed, so they had, they had a bit of uh, satisfaction with that, but then they kind of realized nothing fucking happened, so they kind of, like, look at the book, and they're like, whistle. And like, uh, yeah, I, I, Nox tries to whistle and tries to put the two fingers in the uh, his, their mouth and like, <sighs> Nox doesn't know how to whistle. Uh, so, like, they're trying to think of, like, a way, and they think about it, and uh, I guess the team would just kind of hear off in the background. And uh, you hear a flapping of wings as out of uh, you know thin air, a crow lands on Nox's shoulder. And uh, like a crow. And like I, I, I turn, I look. And like uh, at first it looks like uh, I'm terrified. But then I, like, have this creepish smile, like a nervous laughter smile, and I go, I did it! Look, I did it! I'm going to turn around, because I was kind of facing back, looking at the at beautiful. I turned around and said, oh, uh, did Algiers send us some new toys? Uh, uh, maybe? No, no, uh, this... This is... I, I, I can summon a, a creature now. Oh. Well, that's cool. I guess. Yeah, I... Unfortunately, it's... Her? His? And, like, I, I kind of, like... <laughs> look at the, the crow. I was like, Are you a boy? Or a girl? And Professor Oak look at it, and I, I'm assuming it just caused at me, like... Okay. Uh... And, uh, yeah. Can it do any tricks? (laughs) You don't Uh, really have Magdor's attention much. You, uh, I, uh, Nox would look at the book and like, uh, yeah, I can. And then you just kind of see, uh, Nox's eyes just turn completely gray. And you just fall, see him slump back right into the bottom of the wagon floor. Like he just went, or they went uh, unconscious. 
And you kind of see, like, the crow suddenly seem a little bit more conscious as he switches his senses with that of the crow. And, uh, like, Knox is still talking, saying, I can look through the crow. That's cool. So, Paul's gonna your, your put eyes out changed? his hand. What? Sorry. That's okay. Your eyes changed, Knox? Like you, you, they 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 go blank essentially. Like as I like lose my my sight. Oh, I'm going to uh, use thaumaturgy. I'm going to change my eyes to look Are like. Are you like his. warging? He is. He's yeah, essentially so warging. warging. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm going to change my eyes to that same milky color. So I can do it too. That's not fancy. That's a cantrip. Just change my eye color. Ah. Okay. <laughs> that, that 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 that's fair. Uh, but yeah, all um, hearing all of this is gonna put out his hand like a perch and just wait. Uh, unfortunately, I can't actually control the bird while I'm in the state. It'll listen to anything I tell it to do, but uh, I, I guess it would be up to Glenn to decide if uh, this bird would act on its own volition to come to uh, Vol's arm. As if you want it to, if you tell it to fly to his arm, no, it has no reason to distrust you since it, you're the one that summoned it. Okay, I was just saying uh, it acts independently of me, but it'll it'll obey anything I tell it. But it'll follow your commands. Sure. Yeah. I'll I'll switch back uh, to my uh, my normal senses and like you know and just <gasps> oh wait I I can breathe still I probably should work on that and I say uh, cross of ballin to his arms as I call out to my uh, my crow and so the crow lands on my arm on my. Outstretch arm. Yes. Yeah. No. Just like Glenn, okay. you control the crow. Um, uh, unless you want, do you want me to have yeah, absolute I mean, control or? It, what? it says. Yeah, I mean, it says in the spell that it follows your command. So absolutely, like if you say go land on his arm, he's gonna do okay. it. I know? mean, do you want? Would okay. you like me to do the description or just uh, you do it or? Yeah. What What does it say specifically, like, about how the crow is controlled? Uh. It, the familiar acts independently of you, but it'll always obey your command. So, uh, yeah, I, well, yeah. I say crow. Unless you're telling it to do something, maybe I'll fuck with you guys a little bit with it if you're not giving it an active command. But for the most part, it's going to do what you ask it to do. Magdor smells, Magdor smells. Uh, so, Magdor smells. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, I know the crow is magical, but would it still have like a, would it still have like a, would I be able to tell if it's a boy or a girl? Uh, make a nature check. Nature, you said? I, I yeah. Nox would have a heavy sweat animation as, like, I don't know what Vol is about to do to find this out. I rolled a 19. Or a cloaca check. Right. I mean, you know scientifically that, you know, especially, it's hard to tell, um, unless you get close, uh, but... Sex is the crow, being the one who summoned it. Uh, Nox. Uh, I'm calling it Crosov, so I'll, I, just for the sake of, I'm just it's going to be a male. Okay, cool, yeah. You recognize it as a male. Now, the one thing you do not know for completely sure is, uh, like, you know scientifically that crows and ravens are very, very similar. Um, it's based on the amount of like, uh, wing feathers that they have. 
Um, crows have 16, ravens have 17, and they're actually called pinions. So the difference between a crow and a raven is actually a matter of opinion. Okay. Um, yes, I, I get the joke. Aviary lesson. <laughs> no, he was oh. trying to make a, a, a oh. fucking joke. And I, got I, I got it. I just heard it. It's a matter of opinion. Um, so, go ahead, Nick. Uh, the whole point is, uh, Vol's gonna look at the bird. Because Vol's a nature man, and he's like, it's a beautiful bird. Very pretty. I'm gonna turn back, like, he's very pretty. Because I've been hearing this entire time, I've just not been saying anything. And then I'm just gonna hold up my hand again, and to see if he flies off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the so crow is talking. Two things, uh, yeah. I realize if the crow is close enough, 100 feet, I can talk to it telepathically. So I don't have to, you know, Pokemon issue commands to it. I can just uh, think it and it'll do it. Which, you know, that's that's good for me. Uh, and uh, I forgot what the other thing was, so I guess it wasn't that important. So, you know. Um, after the crow flies back, Magdor's gonna waddle slowly up to full. Not waddle. Or not slowly, just waddle to full. Yeah, you want to see what else is beautiful? And I'm gonna... I, I just love this act or this warhammer. I'm gonna show him this is beautiful. And, and I'm gonna like warhammer. without looking without looking back, like kind of grab for it if he pushes it, like holds it out far enough. I'll take it in his hand, look at it. Ah, oh, yes, you can kill many people with this. And then I'm gonna hand it back. I thought you were gonna like scratch your back with it or something like that. <laughs> like a, it's a cute <laughs> little back scratcher. Oh, yeah, I've got beautiful. the skin of a mountain. I don't need to scratch any of my skin. It never gets itchy. I imagine you like rub your back against the bark of a tree, but you just rip off the entire bark. You're like, ah, I can't. <laughs> what is this? It's like everybody looks and there's like a dart stuck in your back or something like that. And it's like it, it doesn't itch. It just annoyingly hurts, but you can barely feel it. I like that episode where there was a uh, sand slash stuck in an onyx. But okay, anyways, uh <laughs> Right. Alright, so we're traveling. Yeah, so you're you're making your way. Uh continuing north, uh once again. Um there is at this point, um kind of pushing midday, you feel the um the like a, a little bit of what would normally be like a light rain. But it falls as a light snow due to the cooler temperatures. Um, and as you're traveling, you get to the point where it's about midday and you see um, an old kind of looking person. You can you can tell that they're older by like the liver spots on their hand as they're walking. They've got like uh, a cane and that their coat is pulled over and they're leading a donkey that has a cart attached to it on the opposite side coming south um, and uh, they pass by They as they look at as they uh, get closer to you um, they pull their hood up and go you need anything gentlemen you got any good ale in there I do. And this old person goes to this smallish kind of card. It doesn't have like a cover or anything. It's just like effectively something you would see being used by farmers to put like you would like it would just be in the field. They would load it up with potatoes and then, you know, walk it back. It's just got three sides and nothing to hold stuff on the back. But they pull the blanket that's covering the top of it off 
And inside, you can see that there is a box, like a chest, but that's the only thing in there. And they open it, and they look at you over the chest, and then, like, step into the box and disappear. Some and a few moments later, they come shit. back. And they, and, they, and they have this bottle. Fine-looking, beautiful, like, emerald bottle of some sort of alcohol that has, like, gold filigree. Uh, metallic gold filigree al along the whole bottle and um wow what's he 90 uh, and he hands it up to you up to the court towards the cart so you can see it I, I can see it uh, but he's just flabbergasted he's just not making sense of you, you've got you've got alcohol in there and you you walked in. Can I see in there? It's in his mind, he just sees alcohol. it as that's like a wine cellar. He just wants to go look at it all inside. Yeah, the, the alcohol is last thing on his mind now. He saw a room that in his mind is just filled with all kinds of liquor. Oh, I have some other alcohols, but many other things. If you want to come in, it will cost something. Uh. As, as long as it's not my other arm. <laughs> Glenn, may I... Or like... Your favorite memory. Or... Two strands of hair? Maybe... A happy thought. Uh, it this... You know, Magnor's not a suspicious person, but he, he's got, you know... Some wisdom there, so all of a sudden he's just like, uh, Vault, uh, I don't know. And can I make an insight check while I'm kind of like looking her yeah, up and down? Like, I'm on the same boat. Is there any way I can either uh, cast guidance simultaneously or otherwise give him the help action with this? Because since insight is internal, why don't you both just make insight checks? Sure. Uh, well, I didn't do the recap, so, uh, I, I got a solid eight. And I got a 13. <laughs> yeah, both of you feel like this person may be a little odd, but not threatening. Sure. Um, there's no, there's no dishonesty in their eyes. Because at this point, this is an old hunched person. You can't see any physical features other than their face. And there's a little bit of facial hair, but not a lot. So you don't really know if it's an old woman or an old man. They're just an old person at this point. There is something that Knox would do anytime that they see someone like this. And they would put their hand over their right side of their chest. And over there is the location of an embedded tattoo of uh, the Traveler's Mark. And so they would put their hand over the, you know, just to like an indication is like, is this the one? Is this my chance encounter? And uh, so I'd put my hand over the uh, the uh, the logo and see if it gives any kind of uh, sensation when I am in the presence of the stranger. Wait, you said it's you. Is this your chance encounter? Is that what you said? Yes. Like uh, they've been waiting for a very long time to try to meet the traveler. Uh, but, you know, they, they know that the chances of them ever finding it, but, uh, 
they don't understand the conditions in which they'd maybe ever finally meet them, and so just on the offhand chance, they would just do it out of instinct. Yeah, just to kind of like, whether or not they have any sort of, they're not giving you any threatening vibes, and now you're like doing another like, is this oh, an important encounter? Is this you, Traveler, sort of thing? Uh, yeah, you don't feel that. Um, no threatening vibes. They seem honest, but they don't seem to be connected to the traveler at least then uh after that i think my expression would soften a little bit but i would start to lose interest at the same time i'm gonna go up to this person and be like if i'll give you a memory now do you hop off the cart (laughs) because you're on the cart i'm just kind of like leaning over looking at like as close as i can without falling off like trying to whisper uh unsuccessfully probably and i'm with now if I give you a memory, do I get to keep it too? No, if you give me it, it becomes mine. Well then, what about something that gives me a happy memory? Hmm. What would you mean? I'm going to reach into my bag of holding and pull out one of the iron coins. Like, I, I didn't think when I came in that I'd make any friends. But so far, these comrades have been the closest that I've gotten. And are one of the coins to Becht. This will get you in. Yes. Uh, Mine? Yes, yes. For you to come in? Yes, that seems fair to me. Enter! Wait, wait, wait. So, oh. And they gesture towards... And, uh, and they gesture towards uh, the yeah towards the open chest, which you now see has like what looks like a long stairwell that leads downward, stone stairs that you know once you look in, you can see that it like almost like if you step in, it's gonna open up somehow. And I'm gonna like so I'm gonna hop over to it, you said it's in like a cart, so I have to climb up to get box. So I'm gonna climb up and now, get- Vol, real quick. What are you doing, Vol? Well, that's what I was going to say. Before Magdor hops down I, into this. I'm not hopping down just yet. I'm going to stop at the top of the box, but wait. I'm going to look over like, uh, I guess I should have asked first. Uh, Vol, is there if we take five? Make it quick, dwarf. Uh, and then Vol's also going to burn a spell slot. Or primeval awareness. Now, uh, what specifically does that grant you? Uh, for one minute per level of the spell slot, you expand, you can sense whether the following types of creatures are present within one mile of you. Aberrations, Celestials, Dragons, Elementals, Fae, Fiends, and Undead. This feature doesn't reveal the creature's location or number. It's Volt suspicious, but this man hasn't done anything out of... He's, he's a little weird, but Volt's seen magic before, but he hasn't done anything to, for, you know, to cause him to suspect that he's a source of danger, but he's still suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, uh, understandably. Yeah. You're very observant, so. Um, you don't sense any of those things at distance of you. None of those creature types are near you. He would uh, okay. sense one because of the crow. Oh, yeah, it's a fae. Yeah, so you do sense a fae nearby. Uh, I can would he know that it's, it's the crow? It's either celestial, fae, It doesn't or- tell you their location or numbers. Yeah, and I haven't said that loud. I'm not sure if he'd be able to deduce that. Uh, I can pick between what kind of, uh, like, fae, celestial, or fiend, but you're right. It would be a fae in my eyes, just because it makes sense. 
I apologize for assuming. No, it's okay. I I could, maybe it was an angel crow, okay? Or a devil crow. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to look over at Vol and Nox. I'm like, I'll be right back. If I see anything that I think yeah. we'll like, uh, I'll see how much it costs for us. Make it quick. Yeah, and as Vol, but as you kind of like pop this primeval awareness to and you look around, you do notice that his eyes look funky, this guy, as he does look at you as you look at him intently, like trying to figure out what's going on. Is this guy, is this person some sort of otherworldly creature? Um, his eyes um, look a little milky as if uh, they are maybe mostly blind. Um, but it almost seems to swirl rather than just a stagnant milky color. Um, Magdor, as you head down, this stairwell seems to go for a while, and eventually it opens up into what looks like like a like a large cellar just full of things. And um, for those of you who are outside, uh, you see him go down, and he's gone for a few seconds, and then the the old person says, "I must show your friend." things i will be back we'll keep an eye on your card old man and he gives you a quick bow he says thank you good sirs um and sorry before you into the chest um vol's gonna get off from the cart and just be ready and be on the ground and ready nox is there anything else you wanted to do specifically the i would have some of the crow to my shoulder Actually, you know what? <sighs> yeah, no. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna tell the crow to go with with uh, Magdor, and uh, I'm going to just kind of sit there and I'm gonna switch senses as it lands on Magdor's shoulder to see what's happening down there. Now, aesthetically, I don't know if you're okay with this, but I love when people use the find familiar spell. Because um, the animal has its own eyes, but if you see through its eyes, yep. I love the idea that the eyes slightly change appearance as though they are yours. Is that something that you're okay with aesthetically? As long as uh, it's aesthetically and it's not going to cause uh, any like major effects to detrimental. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, then we shouldn't do that. Because I could see myself being like, hey. That crow has weird eyes. Let's, you know, let's like, throw a I rock at it. It only has one hit point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so its eyes don't change aesthetically because I don't want to do that to you. I love the aesthetic, but I also don't want to fuck you because of the aesthetic. So, thank you. Crow goes down. So, Magdor, a crow flies down the stairwell, lands on your shoulder, and kind of gives you a side look as crows do. Um, and you do remember saying, you know, Nox saying that you see through its eyes. How? What is the range on that? Uh, like 100 feet or something? Let's see. I can communicate with it telepathically 100 feet. Let me see. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. I apologize uh, just because uh, it says additionally as an action, you, can, you can see through your familiar's eyes and you can hear what it hears until the start of your next turn. So uh, the only range that this thing has is when I uh, talk to it telepathically. Uh, I have looked up cases where people apparently have sent the sucker for miles and you can switch senses to it, but it is up to you as the DM to decide if there's going to be a limit. Does it work 
across different planes. Uh, not... Me, <laughs> if the player would like to say, uh, no, it shouldn't, but it doesn't say I mean, that. It would make it would make sense if the connection right. to the plane is open. That it would still work, but if the connection to the plane is closed, then it would make sense that it wouldn't work then. But that's to me as like a very novice D&D player. Right. The spell doesn't say that, but I would agree with you if you made that ruling. So... Okay, yeah, what happens is not exactly expected. Uh, and you've had this, uh, un you know, you've done this a couple times now, and you're familiar with the spell. Um, so you understand how this works. Uh, and the bird comes down and lands on Magdor's shoulder, having done what you told it to, which is to land on Magdor and stay with him. And uh, your eyes kind of, like, you see through it as he starts to go down this thing. But then it's as if it gets staticky, as if the connection gets funky, and then it putters out as you're back in the cart eventually uh so for some reason this this connection's been severed but you do know that you commanded the crow to stay with him right okay yeah uh the stay and i guess yeah what was the, what was the specific command it's just laying on his shoulder uh i would the the initial cam, uh command was to stay on his shoulder i probably i would have preferred to tell it uh before i realized i you know my walkie-talkie broke off would be uh to stay and help him but uh okay if you want to say that before um, before the connection goes void and null, you can absolutely do that. Okay, that, that's fine. Uh, I would wake up uh, my senses, and uh, I'm guessing they can't hear me. I was like, full, uh, I just lost connection to the crow. Wait, you're connected to the crow? I mean, that makes sense. You did command it. Uh, mm. I don't know why but he, after he walked down I was able to see through the crow but I I can't anymore and I would look at him uh, nervously I don't like this but we'll just there's a little wait. bit of wind that kicks up and uh, you see it kind of blows the flap around that blanket that was laying previously over the chest in the back of his cart and uh, it blows the lid shut and it, it's not latched or anything, but it does close. And uh, Magdora, you, yeah. the, the light from behind you. <coughs> the light from behind you, because uh, it was kind of like a grayish dull light because it's 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 late in the year and the winter winter is on the cusp of, you know, fully coming in. And so even the light of day is not superbly bright anymore, especially when it's cloudy. Like I said, it had started to snow. And, but you find yourself in a large room and the, the crow, Raven, sorry, Raven? Crow. 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 The crow, crow. sits on your shoulder and uh, maintains its position there. It, uh, initially, it seems to have like a, a pretty specific focus. It's as if it's looking at things pointedly. And then at some yeah, point it kind of it shakes its head. And then now it's now it's kind of just looking around like a crow. Um, but it does not leave your shoulder. And you see in this room just like a bunch of weird things. There's just like boxes that are sealed with writing on them that you can't recognize. There's, you know, random containers with glass with, you know, inside of them is liquid and like... Uh, light from above and small embryotic sort of animals inside of them. 
Other places you see like, like these like items on the wall that look like they're sort of like metallic pipes with wood at the end. There are just any number of odd things and interesting things. And the old man comes up behind you and says, now, if I could, what are you looking for? Well, well, originally it was for some good ale, but now I don't know. I've gotten a little spoiled with my toys and all this stuff is amazing. What all, where did you get all this? Many years searching and finding and collecting. You? And he like turns his head almost bird like too. says are you looking for something? I, I don't know. I uh Everybody is looking I, I for something. Dream. Ooh, dream. I had a dream about, and Magdor's gonna kind of like grab his head, like I, I can't remember what it was, and he kind of looks up and says, "Can you, can you read memories? Can you, if see you allow me to? Can, can you look and see what the fire said? He's just gonna leave it like that." It's it's it, and he snaps his fingers, and you hear like a poof behind you, and there's a cushy chair behind your legs, just waiting for you to sit down. He says, "Sit. You'll allow me. I can All see right. what the fire said." All right, he's gonna kind of sit down. He he already took his insight. He doesn't have any mistrust for this person. So it's, yeah, he just walks around behind, and you feel his his oldish hands. They don't feel cold or coarse or anything, though. They feel smooth on your hand, on your face, as he like touches your temple, and you hear him go, "Oh!" And you flash back into this dream, and you kind of like fast forward through it, and he says, "Oh, you seek Ethereum." Yes, that that's it. That's what it was. Not a small thing to be looking for. What would you give up to know where it is? Well, what a given up an arm. What more would you ask? Your memories before you were ten? But that was such a long time ago. How old are you, Master Dwarf? Uh, 55, I think, somewhere around there. What if you gave up the name, but knew the place? Well, I mean, I didn't know the name before. You knew the name, it was buried, but I would take that. You would know where it is, but not know what it is called. For everything, there is a trade. Magdor, in his infinite wisdom, (laughs) um, would be like, well, names, names are powerful, but they don't mean much. Would I know what it was for? 
you would just know that it is there. Or, alternatively, how long have you known your compatriots? Magdor's gonna look down and, uh, I guess for almost a year now, why? They seem important to you. They are on the coin that you gave me. Yes, yes, they are. They're, they're very important. They're, they're the only ones who've treated me like family in a long time. If you were willing, give up one of them. Not in person. Not in service. Only in memory. You would know the name. You would know the place. You would know why you need it. All you would have to do give up your knowledge of any experience with one of your allies. Magdor's gonna kind of sit there and think. He knows, like, this is his quest. This is what he is here for, you know. And actually, he's gonna say it out loud. This is. I can go back to Contalgrim and I can help the dwarves. Yes, it is your purpose. What is greater than one's purpose? I don't. I don't think I can. Uh, if, I, if I could, I'm just gonna make the crow just randomly caw, just for no reason. Just I just want. I want to. I want the let's crow. See when he does it. He does it right now. Caw! <laughs> the treasures, the friendship we made all along. No. Um. <laughs> he's gonna sit there and you know he's gonna think about it because this is his quest. And he's only known these people for one out of 55 years, you know, and had good memories. So, didn't sit there and think. He's like, I, I, don't, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can give up memories, but. I have one more offer. I will come to you when I need you. Must help me if I ask it. I ask for one thing then. It, uh, that, that seems like something I could do. But I need your word on something. Of course. What you, what you have me do, it can't be evil. Of course. Puts his hand out. Liver spotted, bony, old hand. And says, take on it. And the knowledge will be yours. But- before we shake, can I ask your name to know who would call on me if needed? Oh, names are not but the quince of your environment. I have. Must call me anything. Right, call me well, Brandon. If not your name, Kava Jugga Ale. If you must call me anything, call me Brandon. I don't think I've ever heard of Brandon Hale. Oh no, that <laughs> is my name. Gonna... Oh, or you? Right. 
nice to meet you, Brandon. And he's going to shake his hand, not not really realizing like that it's a whole deal, too. He's just introducing himself yep. partially. And and with that, he put, like the this Brandon character reaches into his cloak as he's shaking your hand and hands you a very old looking uh, scroll cylinder with uh, some ancient dwarven script on it. And it looks just so old. Um, and it's pretty beat up, but for the most part, it's good. It's sealed. And he says, within you will find a to Ethereum. How to get it open or to read it. Where this place is, is still your quest. Well, that seems kind of cheap, doesn't it? It, the information lies within. Up. All I asked for was a favor. I guess you're right. Uh, do you mind if I look around for another minute or two? Of course. He's just gonna, if allowed, he's gonna just kind of look around at all the toys and just kind of, oh, these. Are, I should probably ask him how to use one or two of them and no, yeah. nothing like extravagant. Just there's like a thing where you point, you pull it, and it like, and it shoots a thing with little blades into the air that flies. And then eventually lands on the ground. He's, oh, oh, it's a Beyblade. Uh, at this point, Vol's <laughs> gonna knock on the on the thing. And as he's showing like, you one of these it? things, yeah, you hear echo down the stair stair chamber. I think I might have spent too much time here, and I'm gonna waddle around. Like, thank you for your assistance, Brandon, and kind of waddle up the stairs and push on the door. Yeah. And as he pushes, as you guys, right after you knock on it, probably about 10, 15 seconds later, you hear, and then you see the the chest push open and Magdor is there. Are you still holding the the scroll container? I'd have it like down at my side, yeah, pushing up with my robotic arm and the scroll on my side. And as uh, as he opens it up and you both look over to the cart uh, and see him there, um, from behind where you were coming from and opposite where this cart is, behind you guys all, you hear, Now I must be going! And that oh, the old person is now up at the front of the mule just holding the reins again. Oh, I didn't even see him pass me. Uh... Sorry, it took so long down there. There was a lot, a lot of cool stuff. Well, he would have loved it. No, that's fine. And then I'm gonna, because like time's ticking, Vol without even asking or or even like any hesitation, he's gonna pick up Hector and then put him in the cart. We gotta get going. Oh, oh sorry, you're right. And uh, if you could cover it up for me, that would be lovely. Just put oh, over the over the chest. Yeah. Not a problem. Thank and you. Volt's gonna do that. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thanks again like, for your help, and I'm gonna kind of like wave with the scroll in my hand. Lods off I, south. Ah, oh, okay. Unless you want to say anything to him before he leaves. I uh, I would just simply ask, who are you? You may call me Brandon. Would you kindly, name really? Would you kindly tell us who you are really? As a DM, I'm gonna ask you why you would ask that question in character. Because 
Uh, they were suspicious as fuck, and you it made it sound like they're an old woman at first, but is it an old man now, or... Is it, I mostly like just said tell. they. Yeah, I've said they. They've got some facial hair, but not a lot. They're old, they're, and they're wearing a big billy-wee cloak, so you can't see a lot of their physical features outside of their face and their hands. I would expect uh, some kind of medieval name, but just the fact that you got hit me with Brandon, I guess uh, it'd be like, you know, I am the big bad evil god. You may call me Jared. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you sure? Yeah, he says, I am, Yes, I'm Tim. I am Brandon. Or some have called me. Uh, I, w- I would eye them uh, warily, but I have no idea what happened down there, so I would just uh, trudge off. Yeah, you both, you both notice that he's got this weird scroll container in his hand now. Is uh, Magdor enough, old that's man? Something that's changed. Be safe on the road. We need to set up. Be off. well, bye, young men. Flip clop off down the road. Cole's gonna climb back on, and then. Yeah, let's go, Sparkle Sparks. I love you. You're so you're so pretty. You can do no wrong. Let's go. Do we hear that? <laughs> uh, what are your passive perceptions? Not as good as his. That's for sure. Let's say eleven still. <laughs> and you said thirteen, Magdor? Yeah. Yeah, thirteen hears it. Eleven hears him like mumble something, but it doesn't understand what he says. Fuck you, say to me, boy. Kind of smiles. But yeah, so we're traveling along, I guess. I'm gonna be kind of like playing with this. I, I'm guessing it's like um, like an Elder Scroll, where it's just this metal container <laughs> I was gonna that say I just can't get open. Got to do a puzzle to get it open, or something. We got to figure out how. to. Kind of like you, you start trying to work on it, like twisting the ends off. Um, you see some sort of like odd dwarvish script that you don't recognize you know like me trying to read old english it looks like an ancient dwarvish script um and then some clasps with that have actual key uh multiple keyholes uh metal clasps um yeah and both both vol and nox you notice that he is kind of like now fiddling around with this odd very ancient looking dwarvish script container how much did that cost you all he said was a favor. I figured I could give him a favor. That's a... That's a dangerous deal to make, Magdor. Like, well, I, 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 I take out my... I you guys all the time. I take out my obsidian dagger and point him, you should never make deals with untrusty, trustworthy people. <laughs> Magdor breaks the fourth wall and just laughs. Alright, folks. We need to... We're... we're we're a little far, but if we really push through, we could make it to Luskin. So we're going to ride through the night. Unless you guys had a better idea. I'd really like I mean, to get there as soon as we could. If you can drive, I, I don't mind sleeping in the car for one night. Separate blankets. Uh, Nox, do you, do you suppose I could borrow those goggles of yours? They're yours. I'd be able to get this there safely. Thank you. Well, as it's getting darker, Volt's going to put them on. Yeah, so somebody go ahead and give me that afternoon into evening roll. Of, Good, you know, Tyler. Possible chance happenings. I'm working on the uh, roll. 
I uh, rolled the three. Awesome. So, as you're going along, uh, headed north, it's starting to get dark. Uh, we'll say you kind of like... Is it safe to assume that maybe since you didn't want to stop, maybe you're just eating some of your dry rations? Is that okay? Yeah. For dinner? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't want to assume that if, if you guys wanted to stop, it's possible, but like it, you know, like you said, you wanted to go quickly. And <laughs> I got mayonnaise if anybody oh. wants it. <laughs> awesome. You continue north, and Bull, uh, because of your, you know, hyper-awareness now, we'll call it, as well as the fact that you're wearing something that grants you a little bit of an advantage at night compared to most humanoids you can't see in the dark. Find yourself aware of the fact that ahead of you, it looks like something is moving in the darkness on the edge of your vision. And it seems as though whatever it is, is setting up to try and attack you in one way or another. And... That's where we'll pick it up next week as you prepare for some sort of ambush by some sort of creature. This is directly in front of me, like at the edge mm-hmm. of my, like, like right at the edge of like my yeah, range like of up, vision. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the, like on either side of the road, you see a few figures moving around, but they're not moving in a way you as a hunter would understand is they're in perfect position to try and ambush if they were not understood to be there. Okay. And that's where we'll pause for the week. You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LR the 11th. Find me on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Who ends? Looks like Huston. And I am on Twitter at Zigzagoon. All right, Tyler. Send us out, buddy. We are a part of Casual Master Quest, a podcast network dedicated to giving you the video games, news, and tropes you deserve. You can find the show everywhere you can Google and on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Lynn is a part of a sister D&D show called Ready the Roll, where you can find more of his and other talented players as they continue their quest on a new season of D&D. That was Nick, that was Brandon, that was Glenn, and this is Tyler. We'll see you next week with another session of Casual Quest Masters, and don't forget to never stop the quest. Bye-bye. Bye, folks. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Casual Quest Masters. Thank you so much to you, our listeners, for being here, and to Sirenscape for allowing us to utilize their amazing programs for sounds and music. Check them out at sirenscape.com. We hope to see you here next time for the next episode of Casual Quest Masters.